and welcome to Fantastic History. I'm Sarah. And I'm Clay. We're a husband and wife duo who enjoy telling each other about amazing events, people, and mysteries throughout history. Today I'm going to tell you one of the few World War II stories that could be considered adorable. What do you know about Wojtek? Wojtek, uh, not a technology startup no. company. Uh, then I don't think I know anything about Wojtek. Wojtek, yeah. Okay. Um, well, the sources I used for this episode were Weird History on YouTube and an article by Danny Kringle called The Nazi's Furriest Enemy. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. okay. Now, I imagine that every single human being on the planet, and certainly anyone listening to this podcast, is at least passingly familiar with World War II. You've, you've heard of the concept, you you know, that name rings a bell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a refresher on Poland's rather precarious situation, I'd like to mention that the war started in response to the Nazi invasion of Poland on September 1st, 1939, followed by the Soviet invasion of Poland 16 days later. Nearly half a million Polish citizens were taken as prisoners and sent to Siberian work camps as a result. They were all released a couple of years later when Hitler and Stalin had a bit of a falling out. And by that, I mean, Germany invaded the Soviet Union. Right. So not, you know, that'll end a friendship. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Some of the Polish folks being released were soldiers headed to the Middle Eastern Front. A group of them known as Anders Army were making their way home through the Alborz Mountains of northern Iran when they came across a young shepherd who was willing to trade his pet for a few tons of food. This pet, of course, turned out to be a Siberian brown bear cub who had been orphaned in the exact same way as Bambi, which incidentally was a film that came out the same year to kind of put it into some perspective for you. (laughs) Uh, The cub had been with the young shepherd for long enough that he was extremely accustomed to being around humans, so he had no trouble at all winning over his new companions. He was friendly and playful, and he was used to being carried around in a sack by the shepherd boy. He was as domesticated as any standard house pet. The troopers named him Wojtek, which means either joyful soldier or happy warrior, depending on what reference you're looking at. Ah, so Wojtek is a bear. He is a Syrian brown bear. At this point, he is a little cub who likes to be carried around in a bag. Okay. Yep. Uh, There were two soldiers who came to be his primary caretakers, Dmitra Shaluga and Henrik Zakarowicz. Henrik in particular was close with Wojtek and is seen in almost all of the pictures that exist of him. While Wojtek was still just a little guy, he had trouble swallowing solid food, so they would feed him condensed milk from an old vodka bottle. I know, he's a baby. Uh, He soon graduated to very soft foods like marmalade, honey, and syrup. Then eventually he was able to easily eat fruit. As he got bigger, though, he would eat and drink pretty much anything he could get his paws on. As he got more and more comfortable with the troops, he also got more and more comfortable wandering around between meals, scrounging up anything edible. He eventually had his very own mug for beer and wine. Wow. Yeah. And he, (laughs) when his mug was empty, he would guilt people into refilling it for him. He would just kind of give them the the big, the sad, big bear eyes. Like, (laughs) wouldn't you please give me some beer, sir? This is a, this is a fascinating um, thing to imagine seeing. Oh, yeah. While in camp. Oh, yeah. And it, w- it became normal because he was with them from the time he was a baby. 
So all he really knew was being around humans. And as you'll see a little bit later, he pretty much considers himself a human. He doesn't really know that he's not a human. That's already very fascinating. Oh, it's great. Um, So in addition to the beer and the wine, he would also demand cigarettes when he saw his fellow soldiers smoking. Uh, He wanted the cigarettes to be lit for him first. Obviously, he can't, you know, light a (laughs) cigarette for himself. But uh, so they'd hand him a lit cigarette. He would take one puff and then swallow it whole. Wow. Just a lit cigarette. But he kept asking for them. He wanted them all the time. He liked it. He loved it. Anytime a human had a cigarette, Wojtek needed a cigarette. I wonder if that was because he fancied himself a human being and he saw them doing this. So he wanted to as well. Right. Or if he actually liked the taste. Well, and you you have to think about like during World War Two, from like everything I've seen kind of in pop culture and then like from my grandfather's own stories, it was like cigarettes were part of your rations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everyone had them. And I mean, of course, my, my grandpa was in the American army, not the Polish army, but I imagine it was pretty similar situation. Everyone had them all the time. So Wojtek thinking himself human sees every other human drinking beer and wine and smoking cigarettes. And well, I'm human, so I should do those things too. That's pretty amazing. It's amazing. And it's really cute. And you know, this is one of those things where I people will get upset and like, Oh, it's animal abuse, giving them beer and doing all of this and that. Nobody was forcing him to do these things. It's not something I would do. If I heard about like, I don't know, Tiger King, for example, giving a bear like beer and cigarettes. I'd be pretty upset about that. But these people are not Joe Exotic. Like that's, this is not that situation at all. It seemed like he was in want of not very much. Right. And chose these things. And, and, and bears are also um, uh, scavengers. They'll, they'll eat rotting corpses. They'll uh, eat right. uh, fermented uh, fruits, mm-hmm. pretty much uh, what they can find to survive. So I would imagine that it, I'm, I'm sure it treated him just fine because I'm sure the story is not nearly over yet. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's he's still got many years left in his life. He is just fine. Um, so he also had his very own special ride, a Voitech mobile, if you will. Uh, when he was younger, he was usually allowed to ride shotgun in the transport truck of his choosing. You know, whoever he wanted to ride with, whatever truck had room, they would let Wojtek ride shotgun. Um, but once he was pushing 500 pounds, that was no longer an option. So naturally, he was given his very own recovery truck and a chauffeur. A recovery truck is pretty similar in appearance to a tank, and it was used for pretty much exactly what it sounds like, which is recovering military vehicles, especially tanks, that had broken down. Wojtek preferred riding in the bed of the truck, though when he got bored on particularly long rides, he would climb the crane to get a better view. <laughs> like I love the the almost Mad Maxness of this scene. Like oh, you're yeah. driving through the Persian desert in your tank with a, a fucking brown bear, like climbing the mast and just like you know, like <laughs> I would pee my pants if I saw that. I would be terrified. It's very, it's very metal. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Big fan. Um, so at his largest, Wojtek was a little over six feet tall and clocked in at around 500 pounds, as I mentioned. For a soldier, he's an absolute unit. 
But as far as bears go, and especially compared to like an American grizzly, for example, he was on the smaller side. Uh, He enjoyed roughhousing and wrestling with the other soldiers during their downtime, and his opponents would often walk away with some scratches, but he was never genuinely aggressive with any of these guys ever. Hmm. Uh, This was more like how a dog would play with its owners, the way that he would wrestle and play with them. And he would like encourage, like he would go up and, and, you know, try to, he would instigate, you know, these things. Interesting. Yeah. So that was just what he liked to do for fun. Uh, Wojtek was great for morale. And after everything these soldiers had been through first in the internment camps in Siberia and then in the war, they certainly needed their morale boosted. There were often times where the bear provided the only glimmer of happiness in their lives as they moved through Iran, Syria, Palestine, and Egypt. Between battles, he would march alongside the soldiers on his hind legs. He would sit with them for meals, and he slept in a tent with a blanket of his own, just like everyone else. That's nice. It's so cute. I really love it. Um, He was considered by the soldiers and by himself to be just one of the guys. While being interviewed for a documentary about Wojtek in 2011, one member of Anders' army said, The friendly welcome for the returning, often extremely tired soldiers by Wojtek was, for us, a very important, relaxing element. Hmm. So just like, you know, you come home at the end of a long day and your dog is there to greet you and like, that's just the best feeling and that's what it was for them. It was important. I I can see that. You know, morale is extremely important for um soldiers especially during that time oh yeah this this was not you know not an easy time right for nobody nobody who came home from world war ii was okay not really you know you need levity where you can get it yeah that's 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 incredible uh, while Wojtek was far from being the only animal who served in World War II, he was certainly the only bear. Dogs and even monkeys were much more common as mascots and even as anti-tank animals. Anytime that Wojtek met another military animal, he was quick to make friends. Oh. I know. <laughs> um, after arriving in Palestine, Anders' army became part of the 22nd Transport Company, artillery division of the Polish 2nd Corps. As always, Wojtek was a huge hit with everyone he met and soon became not only their mascot, but was also seen as a member of the team. One important way that he repaid the kindness of the other soldiers was by serving as one hell of a guard dog. A thief once snuck into the camp looking for anything he could get his hands on, and he had the misfortune of being loud enough to wake up Wojtek, who left his tent to investigate the commotion. Just the sight of a brown bear lumbering toward him in the darkness was enough to make the guy take off running. No doubt. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I'm just going to like all these sleeping guys. I'm just going to, you know, take a few tens of rations. You look up, there's a bear. A bear. Yeah. In the desert. (laughs) Like, (laughs) huh. Okay. Uh, Wojtek was rewarded with extra beer that day. That's sweet. I know. They, I mean... There was a lot of a lot of care that went into this animal. Like he was as loved as any dog, I feel like. Yeah, it appears so. Now, unfortunately, after two years together, it seemed that the soldiers were going to have to part ways with Wojtek. In April of 1944, they were being sent by boat from Alexandria to Naples to join the Allied front and fight alongside the British Eighth Army in Italy. 
The Egyptian port authorities were insistent that only military personnel could board the boats. Absolutely no exceptions were being made for pets or livestock or anything like that. Soldiers only. They were very firm on that point. So what can you do? Rules are rules. Nothing else for it other than to make the bear an enlisted soldier. (laughs) (laughs) Representatives were sent to the head office in Cairo to obtain an official authorization for Wojtek to join the Polish army. He was given a paybook, a service number, and a rank. Wow. Mm -hmm. Years later, when British field uh, courier Archibald Brown was interviewed about his task of reviewing crew manifests and evaluating incoming soldiers, he recalled speaking with each member of the 22nd Artillery Supply Company except for one. Brown had the guy's name, his paybook, everything, but the soldier himself seemed to have disappeared. So he called out, Corporal Wojtek? Is there a Corporal Wojtek here? Nobody stepped up, so he asked another member of the company what the deal was, and he was told that, oh, well, you know, Corporal Wojtek only understands Polish and Persian. (laughs) Uh, Brown was then taken to the cage where he could formally be introduced to Corporal Wojtek. Wow. Yeah, so not only was he given a rank, he was promoted. He he, he was not Private Wojtek, he was Corporal Wojtek. Now that he was officially a soldier, Wojtek was actually given a job. He was taught how to lift and carry 100-pound boxes full of mortar rounds in battle. And by taught, I mean he saw other guys doing it, so he started doing it. Interesting. Yeah, just by observing, like, he's like, okay, they pick him up, they carry him here, they come back, pick him up, carry him here. All right, I got my assignment. <laughs> His most notable contribution was during the Battle of Monte Cassino, also known as the Battle for Rome which lasted from January 17th to May 18th of 1944 and resulted in the deaths of more than 7,000 soldiers. Mm. On May 16th, Wojtek and the rest of the Polish Second Corps led one of the final assaults against the Nazi army. One British veteran later recalled being just a little startled to look over in the midst of battle and see a 200-pound bear casually carrying mortar shells to his comrades. It's worth noting that it usually took four men to carry these crates, but Wojtek had no trouble carrying them on his own and never dropped a single one. Wow. To honor his heroic service, the Polish army approved a redesign of the official emblem of the 22nd Artillery Company. It now features Wojtek in silhouette carrying a huge artillery shell. This new logo was put on everything from banners to uniforms to vehicles. That is just... I'm kind of speechless. To be honest. It's unbelievable. It's it's one I would love to see this. You know, there's certainly a lot of pictures of him with the soldiers, but then, of course, nobody in the middle of this horrific battle is taking pictures. You know, nobody really is you know putting down their gun to pick up their camera. Of course, but yeah, there's oh man, every picture of him is great, and I'll put some up on our Instagram okay. this week because everybody needs to see Voitek. Absolutely. Uh, The following year, when the war ended, Wojtek, along with the rest of his company, was transferred to Winfield Airfield, which is hard to say, in Berwickshire, Scotland. As you would expect, he was very popular amongst the other service members, the press, and the local citizens, and he was even eventually made a member of the Polish-Scottish Association. At this point, the men Wojtek had served with for the past few years began to be sent home or stationed elsewhere, but none of them left without first saying goodbye to him. Hmm. Corporal Wojtek received an honorable discharge in 1947. 
This wasn't the end of his career, however, and in fact, his popularity continued to grow with time. He was moved to the Edinburgh Zoo, where he was treated like a king amongst men and maintained his celebrity status. For years, reporters would come for interviews, and Wojtek even made a few appearances on the children's show, Blue Peter. (laughs) Many of the soldiers he served with often came back to visit him throughout the years. One such veteran, Augustin Karoleski, described their reunion by saying, As soon as I mentioned his name, he would sit on his backside and shake his head, wanting a cigarette. Still one of the boys. Oh, man. I know. (laughs) Sadly, Wojtek died of natural causes in 1963 at the age of 21, which is the average lifespan of a Syrian brown bear. He continues to be remembered and celebrated to this day by the people of Poland and Scotland. And in fact, in 2011, a parade was held in his honor in Edinburgh that included bagpipers and a formal eulogy. There are also a lot of plaques and statues in his honor in both Scotland and Poland, and an animated film about his life is currently in the works. So keep an eye out for that in the next couple years or so. My goodness. What a life. He seems like he has accomplished more than most men. Yeah, this this bear has outmatched anything I will ever do in my life. And I am already 14, 15 years older than he ever was. 16 years. Math is hard. So, I mean, my God, a war hero, a legitimate war hero. Now, is this the most exotic uh, serving animal that you have come across? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, dogs are very, very common. I mean, even to this day, there are military dogs. You know, you'll see a lot of, you know, you'll see cats. You'll see monkeys. This is the only bear I've ever heard of. And it's, um, of all of the, the different, you know, animals you could possibly have with you in the army, um, I can't think of a more intimidating one, which is when you know about him he's the least intimidating Mm -hmm. he's just this little sweetheart that wants you know a drink and a smoke but i i would faint i would absolutely drop dead if i saw a bear coming towards me with a box of artillery (laughs) shells what yeah i think i think the idea when people hear about this is the only thing that you can really draw to is uh you see this type of thing sometimes in like fantasy, right? Uh, riding bear into battle with like a sword held right. high or, or firing and the bear is adorned in armor oh, yeah. or whatnot. And he's like ripping people apart. <laughs> but the reality obviously is, um, I mean, it, it makes a lot more sense and it sounds when you hear about it, like it would be, um, it sounds ridiculous to hear right. about it for the first time, but uh, the story that you've told, um, it certainly sounds like it was just a just a sweet little bear cub, grew up with people, and domesticated, and just wanted to help out, because that's all he knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it's just... And there's, of course, there's not a lot of information about his early life, only that his mother was killed by hunters. Mm. We don't really know for sure when he was born. You can just kind of guess his age by the size when the soldiers found him. But, you know, the shepherd boy just kind of came across him one day on his own, hungry. And so he fed him. And so it's like the bear's like, okay, well, you're mom now. 
And then uh, he gets together with Anders' army, and it's like, okay, well, Henrik is mom now. It's it's really, it's very sweet, because when you look at the pictures, I mean, you really do see um, Henrik Zakara, which is in every single one of these pictures. He was always with this bear. And there's actually a story that I didn't go into um, as part of the chronological telling, but very, very sweet. Um, the only time that Wojtek was actually injured in battle, it wasn't even really in battle, but in during his service, the only injury he sustained was being stung on the nose by a scorpion, mm. which there was a, one of the dog service, you know, military dogs that he had made friends with had died the very same way. Um, so Henrik was just beside himself uh, for about a day and a half. They didn't know if he was going to make it. And Henrik did not leave his side. He was, you know, I'll you know, do anything, you know, get all this. They were bringing doctors in like from different, you know, divisions, anybody who might know what to do to help this bear. Like we've got to help him and get him well. And, um, after about a week or so, he was fully recovered back wrestling and drinking. And the first thing he wanted, you know, when he was up and at him, he's just like, you know, anybody's ornery old grandpa. The first thing when he's able, he wants a cigarette and a beer, you know, <laughs> I'm fine. Just give me my smokes, <laughs> which is, but it was just, I mean, Henrik made himself sick. He was so worried about this bear being okay. So I, I would say that Wojtek had a, a wonderful life and was more well loved than many pets even today. Well, that's just a, a wonderful, fantastical story. <laughs> I thought so too. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, thanks for listening and spending a little bit of your day with us. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram for even more content. We are fantastic H pod on both or shoot us an email at fantastichistorypod at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs>